This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. And thanks for being with us. It is Afternoons on News Talk 770. Rob Breckenridge with you. Angela Cocott has Calgary today for your drive home starting at 3 o'clock today. We'll have some more time for your calls and your text as well. I've got a few other stories I wanted to touch on in our time remaining, but looking forward to having this conversation. Because uh, certainly I was, when I was a kid, I was uh, really into comic books. And, you know, having a lot of fun as an adult uh, with a young son, uh, seeing a lot of these, these comic book characters on the big screen. But this is some pretty big news in the comic book world. Here's how the Associated Press describes it. By day, John Burke is a mild-mannered civil attorney in Connecticut. But by night, well, really during most of his spare time for the past 45 years, he is known by some as a comic book collecting superhero. Burke's collection of more than 18,000 books and 300 pieces of comic book art goes on display March 11th at the Metropolis Gallery in New York City. He will then sell it off during an online auction at ComicConnect.com that begins on May 15th. This collection includes some pretty rare copies of some pretty famous comic books. And so there there is going to be a, a tremendous amount of interest in it. So... Joining us to talk more about it is the uh, aforementioned Connecticut-based uh, attorney, comic book collector, John Burke. Mr. Burke, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Rob, and it's John. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Well, John, thanks for joining us here. So you must be uh, somewhat, uh, I'm guessing, bemused by all of this uh, media attention. I think bemused is the word to use. I- I'm sort of a little embarrassed. All I've done <laughs> over 45 years is to do something that I've liked and has kept me off the streets. But I think a and, lot of people like it. And maybe that's, that's why you know, people can, can th- this resonates with people. I, I think it does. And one of the things about comic book collecting or collecting comic art is there's just a wide, a wide divergent um, audience out there who can do everything from being into painted covers of Western heroes to Spider-Man and his leotard, um, like um, uh, outfit um, running around New York. As you know, Spider-Man movie is going to be coming out mm-hmm. very shortly, and you folks just had one of your heroes in a um, nationality in a hero. That's right. That being uh, Wolverine, yeah. Wolverine and Logan, the uh, movie which I just saw this weekend. So um, I think one of the things to think about comic books is their so broad there's things for everybody and you just have to enjoy what you're doing once you make your your find what you want that's great but just enjoy be passionate about it read about it learn about it it's it's not what you're going to expect to see or hear about it is it's remarkable and um one of the things I've added to the hobby, and I like to think I've added as opposed to subtracted, is write a number of articles that have been published in uh, comic book uh, magazines and things, pushing information, because the whole hobby is all about information. So I try to give them information 
hopefully I've, I've accomplished it. Um, but that's one of my major goals. Now let's talk about why you've decided to to part with this collection that you know you spent decades amassing. Why now? Why are you doing it? You know that's a, a good question. I've asked myself that question. I don't think there's ever going to be a good time. So I think that there this is the least of of the bad times to do it. Um, I am auctioning off my comic book collection. And I would say that will apply to 99.9% of what I have. But you can do the math. There's still a point zero out there. <laughs> you might keep a few. Yeah, I may keep a few. <laughs> it's just right. And, and the art, which is very important to me. And um, when you think about it, original art is like an individual who likes a particular art. Mine happens to be Lou Fine from the 1940s. And I can reach out over time and touch the same page that he did back in the 1940s. And to me, there's something special and cosmic about that, and maybe a little creepy, but that's what us comic <laughs> book people are like. Well, yeah, and that's the thing, though. I mean, you, you've, you've pulled out and you've read some of these very old and very rare comic books, right? Yeah, I, a lot of my friends, like for the first um, Superman, which is action comics, first Batman, first Captain America, they're always amazed when they, when they come over to my house and I show them to people. And, you know, through the years, if I've shown it to 25 people over 45 years, that would probably be a lot. But I sit there and I'll take them out of their Mylar bags and, and people say, you sure you want to do that? And yeah. I said, what That's... good is a piece of art or a comic book, which is nothing more than telling a story with pictures, unless you can see it and appreciate it. There is a lot of great artists, great characters that were developed, and I have no compunction about sharing that totally with people. Now, there's some pretty iconic uh, books in this collection that I'm, I'm sure people are familiar with and have seen these images. Uh, Action Comics, number one, Superman uh, holding the car above his head. There's Detective Comics, number 27, you know, with Batman uh, swinging through the air, uh, bad guy in hand. Th these are very valuable comics, too. They're very valuable, and value turns upon character. Value return, uh, turns tremendously on condition. Um, has the book been restored or not, particularly when you get up to the two books you've mentioned, which are probably the um, the, t the top two desirable books to have. Um, um, I never felt that I needed to have something. Um, it's through the years that I have um, was fortunate enough to get an, an Action 1 and a Detective 27. But um, there's a lot of other stuff out there. But um, I was very happy to have that book. Now somebody else is going to have that book. Will I wake up in the morning feeling sunny and smiley? Absolutely. Yeah. Why shouldn't I? I've done this for 45 years, and believe me, I don't think people are going to stop talking to me just because I don't have any comic <laughs> books. Or they may just use that as an excuse, I suppose. Yeah, maybe. Uh, well, do you have your own personal favorites or certain books you're, you're sentimental about? Absolutely. In, in the Silver Age, um, Amazing Fantasy number 15, which is the oh, first Spider-Man. Spider yeah. And so uh, 
secret, secret. I'm keeping the first 10 of those um, because Spider-Man is what got me into this. I was 15 when he was 15 back in 1965. Um, you could almost relate to him to a certain extent. So that's definitely uh, it. On the Golden Age, I get a little more esoteric, and people are going to scratch their head and say, who's talking about? Um, I collect um, by an artist named Lou Fine, and my favorite comic book is something called Mystery Men Number 3, which is just a beautifully, beautifully drawn book um, by an exceptional artist. And um, so that would be the, the, the Golden Age. Uh, and the Silver Age, I have a, collect, a complete Marvel collection. That means so from the first Spider-Man till um, through when Wolverine, uh, I think it was through 1975 or 1977, and Wolverine has continued onward. So I've just tried to get what I like. I used to read them. I certainly can't say that I, I read them now as much as I read them before. Get what you like. Do what you like. Don't do what other people tell you to do. Do what you want to do. Do what you want to do and enjoy. I mean, I owe this hobby so much. I would never have met the people that I've met, whether in California or Canada or Florida, if it wasn't for comic books. And there is the biggest gift of all. It has opened up this, this hobby. has been an entree for me to be friends with people who share my same passion and desire across the states. Now, certainly, I mean, the, these figures are as big as they've ever been. I mean, Marvel and DC have become these these huge companies. But uh, as things go digital, I mean, do you, do you worry that we're going to get to a day where people aren't going to have those comic books in Mylar bags to pass on to, to their kids or, or to share with others uh, because we won't be making them at all? Um, that's true. I mean, I haven't been following the technology, and I suppose that's, um, one one place they, they may go. I mean, I always kid when I look at a comic book as I look at what it looks like, and um, very important to know what it smells like because there's nothing like newsprint early in the morning. Yeah. But um, you're quite correct. They're becoming um, uh, more selective, but I don't, I, you know, this is guesswork on my part. I, I don't see it happening anytime time soon i think there will always be that that group who just loves it and and again it's the it's the comic books are a reflection of society and i just think that the artists today that we have the writers we have today are just incredible um it was different back with marvel comics and dc comics back in the early 60s or late 50s but still, there's just so much I think, passion thrown in, in into it by these these artists who who slaved in the bullpens and have they come now to these comic book conventions such as in San Diego, and they are treated like these 80 year old men and women. They're treated like superstars. Mm -hmm. I mean, you would have to see it to believe it. And you know what? They deserve it. It is great that they were able to have this kind of feedback and have people look back and love their work that they've done all these years. It's, it's, it's touching um, to see and observe. Yeah, no kidding. 
Well, John, we'll leave it there. All the best with uh, everything over the next few months. And uh, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. It's been great talking to you. And, Rob, the only observation I would make is it sounds like the weather is supposed to be very, very, very cold. So you button up now. Yes, it's depressing, but yeah, it's it's cold, that's for sure, John. Thanks, appreciate it. You're welcome, All right. and, and thank you for inviting me. I All appreciate right. it. Take care, John, appreciate right. it. There you go, John Burke, probably knows a thing or two about cold weather. He's uh, an attorney based in Connecticut, but uh, an avid uh, comic book collector. Uh, he's 66 now, so he's been doing this uh, for about 45 years now. So obviously you can do the math. He was not you know, walking out to the, the corner store in 1938 and picking up a copy of Action Comics number one. He's picked that up along the way. Uh, that's insanely valuable. <laughs> uh, so, too, is uh, Detective Comics number 27. All right, so that's when those uh, iconic figures, Superman and Batman, debuted. And you think, here we are in 2017. And those characters are still churning out uh, big bucks. Spider-Man 2, right? Obviously, Spider-Man came a few decades later in the 60s. But, uh, yeah, Marvel is uh, making a ton of dough putting these characters on the silver screen. DC is making a ton of doubt, putting these characters on the silver screen. And I mean, just look at Batman. How long have we been putting Batman on the screen? You can go back, if you look it up, the old, weird, black and white <laughs> serial they made of, of Batman, where Batman was just this kind of weird, racist uh, psycho. They the kind of want you to forget about that. But, I mean, it just underscores the point. Uh, going through Adam West in the 60s, uh, and, you know, the movies, uh, starting with Michael Keaton, was in 89 when, when they brought it back, and the, the Batman trilogy, and, and now still, they're still going. So there is something that, that about these characters that, that deeply resonate with people, and, and do so from generation to generation. I think a lot of people can appreciate, maybe they don't quite have the collection that John Burke has, but they have the same appreciation for it. Uh, so, I mean, he happened to be in New York City later this month. And if you want to bring me, I'd love to go too, but uh, they'll be displaying this uh, collection at the Metropolis Gallery in New York City starting May 15th at ComicConnect.com. They're going to auction off these comics. Anyway, we've got to take a break here. We'll come back at a few of the stories to touch on in our time remaining here. We'll get some of your calls and your texts as well. Stay with us. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.